Hey, Mark. Hey, Katie. Hey, you want to do a podcast? Yeah. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Unforget Yourself Show, where we use the power of woo and the proof of science to help you identify your blind spots, get over your own bullshit, <gasps> so that you can do the fucking thing you actually want to do. Absolutely. I'm Mark. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of Unforget Yourself and the creators of the Unforget Yourself system. Look, being a business owner is tough. Yeah. With vulnerability and with humor, mm-hmm. we'll be sharing with you the real stories behind the success of those brave and crazy enough to start their own business and to show you that you're not alone. You're not. Well, from the accidental entrepreneur to the laser-focused CEO, we have honest conversations about how they got to where they are today. We talk about the challenges that they faced and what they're currently dealing with in real time on their roller coaster journey. Along the way, we want to show you that it's, it's you. You are the most important asset in your business. Yeah, you are. So let's cut the bullshit and start the show. Enjoy. Okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. So today we have with us Debbie Brosnan of The Effortless Kitchen, who teaches people to begin their cooking journey right from home with virtual cooking classes, virtual cooking events for corporates, and Debbie has an Amazon best-selling cookbook and these culinary retreats in Italy. Oh, crumbs. That sounds amazing. Hey, <laughs> welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Mark. I'm so happy to be here. Ah, oh, you're so, so welcome. Hey, please expand on that and tell us all the amazing things that you that you do and uh, who you love to work with. Okay. Well, it was kind of a mouthful when you said it. I was like, oh, and don't stop on the cookbook because there's also the travel. Um, I just love all things food. And um, I grew up in a Italian Jewish family from where food is the ultimate, uh, you know, connection experience. So um, I started my my journey um, with the effortless kitchen, I built the business in 2019, as a personal chef business. And I was cooking in clients homes and shut it down with the pandemic and um, thought that we were temporarily going to be at home. And it turned out we were at home for much longer and people were bored. What do Mm. I make for dinner? What am I doing? What are you doing all over Facebook? So I started putting up videos of what I was making for dinner for my family. And it just organically took off as a business in virtual cooking classes because we couldn't go anywhere. And everybody wanted new food ideas. So that's where the virtual cooking class was born out of the need from the connections of mine and extended connections of mine on Facebook. Yeah, I um, love that. So we hear so many people that started. Yeah, I started my business at the end of 2019 thinking, yay, this is going to be amazing. And then, oh my gosh. So for you, it did disrupt you. It was like, the in-person, it killed that side of the business. Mm-hmm. And so it sounds like you were just sharing, trying to help a need, and that turned into the business. Or was there a bit of strategy behind it? Did you know how you're going to take this to be a virtual business rather than in-person? No, nope. nope. Never would have planned it for myself. Never would have put myself on camera. Never would have put myself in a teaching position because my parents were school teachers. I'm not going to be a teacher. That's not for me. You know, the exact opposite of what your parents do. Well, turns out I'm really good at it and I really enjoy it. And the difference between what I was doing before, which was a done for you service versus teaching people how to cook for themselves and empowering Mm. themselves in their own kitchens was so much bigger and so much better for me. 
Um, I'm really like, I've got a healthy spin to my style of, of cooking and eating and um, kind of easier recipes. So things that are easily accessible for people in their homes to, to get connected to. And um, what you asked me who I serve. And when I started, I thought, well, I'm just going to be sharing recipes and people are going to get new recipe ideas. You know, people who are in that food rut, like, what am I making? I don't know, but people who are comfortable cooking. And it really turned out that the person I was serving the most in terms of the most benefit was the person who was really uncomfortable cooking and had all of those stories running through their head. I can't cook. I'm terrible. I burn all of the imposter syndrome things that they had going on in their heads about cooking. And once they got the courage to attend a class, Mm -hmm. um, they quickly told me from their experience that after that one class, they felt so confident. They couldn't believe they made that meal themselves in their kitchen with my guidance. But you know, while we're doing it together, because I'm cooking full instruction, we cook together yeah. in our own kitchens on Zoom. They felt like amazing that they cooked that meal. They were empowered to like make other healthy choices and start cooking more for themselves. And I feel like the most important thing is, you know, cooking for yourself, knowing what's in your food, getting whole ingredients, fresh ingredients you know, seasonal if you can and, uh, making something delicious that you did yourself. Remove those barriers and making, you know, people see that it's not that hard, give them the belief and Mm -hmm. the remove the overwhelm. Mm -hmm. Cause it can be really tough. Anything's tough when overwhelm kicks in. Oh my gosh, business, cooking, exercising, everything. So, um, I think this is fantastic hearing your, your pivot story and how you, kind of bundled your way into this particular way of serving um looking back are you pleased that it kind of worked out this way oh absolutely i have the opportunity to go back into personal chef work and i choose not to so um people have asked me a number of times you know will you cook for my family i have this opportunity for you you're interested no i'm not interested i am interested in um doing the personal, personal chef work is, I mean, it was, it was enjoyable when I did it, but, um, it's isolating. Like there's no, there's no social interaction, right. I'm cooking in someone's kitchen by myself, um, Uh which is okay. And I enjoy feeding people, but to teach people to do it themselves and to have that social interaction and the connection, because my classes are attended by, they're not individual. They're, there's a group class. So people are connecting and seeing each other's in their kitchens and what people are making and the questions that everybody asks, it really helps everybody else in the, in the room. So, um, I enjoy it much better. And then it's expanded into corporate events and I do private events and for corporate, it's great because, uh, you know, they're for team building and connection activities. Um, I also do nonprofit fundraising, uh, client appreciation events. So all the things that companies want to do to gather people. Now, during the height of the pandemic, it was, you know, perfect for any company because they couldn't be in person, but it's still good for those companies who have um, employees spread out globally or mm. where or wherever they are, they can get together. Um, you know, it's a, it's a kind of a lower cost way of gathering Ooh, a team. Beautiful. Do you get to maybe help them share cultures? Because cooking is, it's a language that we all use. We all have different ways of doing it and different um, traditions. Is that something you bring yeah. into to what you do? 
So I do, I do do some, um, you know, uh, ethnic style cooking. I always say it's inspired by, it's not the necessarily authentic. Um, and we, you know, sometimes we'll do an icebreaker question and talk about those things. Like what's your favorite, uh, you know, type of food or, mm. um, from what you want, what's your favorite food from growing up or that sort of thing. So yeah, there is a way for them to connect on that level. Nice. Love that. Beautiful. So as crumbs, as the business owner, so you've been through a massive transition and you, you kind of found the way that's like, actually, I didn't know, or maybe you did at the time, you didn't know what you were missing. You wanted that connection. You didn't have, it was lonely being the one maybe producing. So yeah. I love that whether you knew it beforehand or you found it afterwards, you found the right way for you. And it brought so much more fulfillment into the work you do. And I guess from that came even more success because you're loving what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I am loving what I'm doing. It's I kind of think it's kind of what I've been I was meant to do, um, you know, introducing people to different um, ways of dining um, and eating. Um, you know, kind of thinking about also the, the culinary, um, based trips that I do, but, mm. uh, you know, different opening up people's eyes to different genres of food and styles of food, I think is really important. So I don't do one, just one type of cooking. I think with the Italy trips, people think I only do Italian food. That's not true. Yes. That's kind of my background as well, but, um, mm. and where I started, but no, it's, I do, I do everything. And I really find it important to appeal to all different palates and food restrictions and dietary habits. So mm. I do have substitutions in most of my recipes for um, certain intolerances like gluten and dairy. And I do vegetarian and vegan when I can, you know, if the, the recipe supports it, I offer those for people to be uh, to, so that everybody can enjoy it. Nice. And with the sort of the business perspective. So what was it like for you as you started to pick up pace with, these virtual classes, because this probably gave you a massive learning curve and changed yeah. the way that you were able to, to do the work that you did. So what, what was, what was tough about that, that time as you started to really dig into this, this area? For me, technology, right. Um, you know, how am I going to, um, share what I'm doing in the kitchen so that everybody can see what I'm doing, uh, marketing, yeah. another huge thing. How, how are people going to find out about me at the time? I didn't have a website. Um, but thankfully I didn't build the website right away. Cause I could have built a website based on personal chef work, but I didn't cause I wanted to kind of test the waters first. Um, and it was successful. I just didn't get around to building the website cause the pandemic shut me down. Um, but I had, I built the, the website early on when I first started the classes, I wouldn't have known all of the opportunities and the options I could offer people and what I really needed to say about my business. Um, you know, like I learned fairly early on, but not, not right from the beginning that it was much more than uh, sharing a recipe. It was about empowering people and providing kitchen confidence. So mm -hmm. you'll see that language on my website because that's what I learned. So I couldn't build a website right away. Um, so I was doing a lot of things manually. So I needed a CRM and all of that stuff um, to kind of push out those regular emails about classes when people were signing up for me when I started um it was May of 2020 I didn't have the website up and running till December mm. um so all that time I was doing everything all the emails came manually and trying to keep yeah. up with things that was really a challenge so all the tech fun and games and trying to work out what to do when to do it was it 
was it you? Were you wearing every single hat in your business? Did you have help? How did that plan out? So uh, I am not a website builder and I'm not a, like a graphic designer um, by any means. I have my skill set and that is not it. So I hired somebody to do the branding and the website for me. Um, and I thought that was a one and done relationship. Um, oh. But she's still with me because um, I push out regular um, seasonal menus and to do the updates on the website. Um, I take all my photos and I send them to her and I send her all of the language and she pops it into onto the website for me. Um, and she's much more than just that kind of support for me as well. She does a lot of um, help with um, business strategy, not an official coach, but kind of a, you know, somebody to bounce ideas off of. Yeah. Beautiful. And with the emails, with the implementation, with the delivery, was that, was that all you? Uh, setting it up. Yeah, not the website, no. but the the business. The again, the no. emails that go out. I all wrote the, the emails. She yeah. did all the setup for me. So she also set up my CRM. Yeah. Nice. So she's your guardian angel. She's the one that really helps you oh, through this thank time. Thank God for Melissa. Yes. <laughs> See, now this is beautiful. It's like you you could have done it yourself. You could have burnt yourself out, or trying to yeah. work out how to do it, rather than be like, no, I need, I know I need help here. I know what my skill set is, and this is not it. Yeah. Nice. I needed so, I needed it. I still need her. So um yeah. Hopefully she's not going anywhere because I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I need her help consistently every time I roll out a new menu, every time I roll out a new trip. Um yeah. Fantastic. So let's fast forward to today. So where obviously it's been a good few years and you've been growing and evolving during this time. So where are you going now? Because you're at the point where what 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 do you do where do you take this what is the future looking like for you right so well, the question is has been um and people ask me when i meet them oh how are the virtual events going like have things kind of slowed down because people can be back in person now because it was built for you know during the pandemic because there mm. was that need and i don't think that virtual events are going away um I do think that there's a cycle though, where when the weather warms up, I'm on the East coast, Northeast. So in Massachusetts, when the weather warms up, everybody wants to be outside. People don't want to be in their homes. Mm. Um, so I don't run classes during the summer. I figured that out last summer when I tried to promote a summer menu and I wasn't getting a lot of people signing up. And I was like, you know what? I canceled them. I'm like, I'm not going to push myself to work when people don't want it. So I do a fall and I do um, a winter spring. Um, season. So that kind of uh, became very clear to me last summer. And then, you know, do I go into um, in-person events or not? Um, looking for a local commercial kitchen to try and offer that as an option for companies who are local to me, who have asked me if I do in-person cooking and they want me to come into their office, but mm. they don't have a kitchen space. So I can demo a few things, but it's not really going to be the, the full um, benefit of what I do for people. Um, mm. So there is the question, do I expand into per, to in-person events or not? Do I, um, you know, grow my, um, my classes and offer more, do I offer more opportunities for like kids classes? And like, do I, mm. do I kind of spin it into different, um, areas. And so the question is, do I grow or do I, and scale, or do I, 
um, kind of enjoy the the sweet spot of where I am. Yeah. So it sounds like you're in a, you're in a good, comfortable position. Yes. Comfortable is a good word. Yes. Is, is happy, that... happy, like not, not comfortable, like boring, like ha, ha, I'm happily comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. And this is that place where, okay, what do you want? You get to explore this because you're not in that, ah, shit, we need to be, I need to be scaling. I need to bring in more clients. I need to do this. It's things are, things are going well. I'm in, enjoying what I'm doing. Um, again, yeah, comfort can be batted around with this. It's a, it's a killer of dreams. It's also quite nice to be. So mm-hmm. are you, what do you want? It's a good question. Um, I think I've, I've, realize in the past couple of months that I, I don't need to do anything. Like, you know, you listen to all of these, you know, listen to podcasts, you listen to um, coaches, you listen to people in networking groups and it's like, okay, the training today is how to scale your business and you need to do these 10 steps to, to get there. And I was like, oh, okay. But I don't know. I'm like, cause everybody's like, oh yeah, I'm on board with that. And I was like, no, I don't know if I really want that. I think I might be comfortable where I am and expand my trips into two two times a year. So I'm traveling to Europe twice a year with a group of people who are, Mm. you know, loving those experiences. And, you know, I do have the second cookbook kind of in the back of my mind, but I just put the other one out in October. So, you know, I'm not in a rush to do that, but also, you know, there's, it went so well and people keep asking for another one. So I know at some point it'll, it'll be there, but I need some time to, create new, the new recipes and they all kind of are lined up with what I do for my classes. So I use the recipes that I've created for my classes that they will go into the next cookbook. Mm. And it's also a good test ground for the recipes that go into the cookbook. Did, was the class successful or was it not? Or um, my family also gets the test recipes, <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah, do I, do I need to, I don't need to. So those are the couple of things I have in mind, you know, maybe I will expand into some, um, in-person events locally. Mm. Maybe I will have another cookbook. Um, and I don't know if I'm going to really expand my classes. I might do collaborations with other, other people who are in the same kind of business I'm in, um, with like wine or chocolate. I've done a few of those. Maybe I'll do those more regularly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So where you are right now, it's, um, it's that kind of sweet spot to understand it. Yeah. I've got yeah. all these options ahead of me. I've got all yeah. these amazing things that I love to do. And right. where is the where is where is the fear with this? Because there's an awful lot of people probably listening at home is like, yeah, I I found this, but this is what's keeping me in this particular area. Um, some people have, you know, this is exactly where I want to be. I life is good business is good. There is no need to rock the boat. So it's always good to flesh out, okay, what's, what's controlling this decision? What's guiding this? Because it may be there's, there's some fear or doubt behind that. And it might be okay to say that there might be, no, there's a bit of, there is a bit of avoidance and yeah, I'm not quite sure what to do about it. So what kind of controls your decision-making in this stage where it's like, oh, look at the possibilities and I'm in a good place. 
Um, I think that the possibilities that I mentioned are probably going to happen, um, but it's the major expansion of the what I'm doing now of the classes that I'm offering. Do I offer more and that sort of thing? Um, it's a work-life balance. And do I want to do the work and mm -hmm. add more hours to my, you know, day and week where I don't have it now? I'm like, I kind of like having the flexibility to do what I want to do and, and, you know, take a Friday. And we went up to Portland, Maine and did a, a foodie day on our own because I'm like, maybe yeah. I'm going to offer that in the fall. I really would love to do another like event more local instead of just offering um, Europe for people. Um, so that's part of it. I also have, you know, I have three kids. So um, being available to go to things that they they're doing, they're older. So my youngest is graduating high school next month. Um, but she's going to be local for college and she's going to play club sports. So can I go watch, can I just pick up and go watch her game? I want to be able to do that. So that's yeah. part of the part of it. And then the other part is it probably imposter syndrome and, you know, uh, will people, if I, if I expand, will people, uh, question my expertise? Um, you know, somebody asked me what my, my big, hairy, audacious goal is and blurted out. Right. And it was, I want to be on the food network. And when you, I say that out loud, I'm like, Oh crap, what, what, no, I, do I, do I want that? Um, and like, I, and every time I think about it, it makes me sweat because I'm like, oh, I, you know, I'm not good on camera. I like, I don't have the energy that so-and-so has, or how do they make everything look so perfect? I blunder on my words when I, you know, even in a class, like I'll call something by a different name. I'll forget what something's called. Like, even though I cook all the time and I know it. It's just who I am. It's fine. Nobody really cares. I am who I am. And people come to class because they want to cook with me, not because they necessarily want the, the recipe. They can get a recipe from anywhere. They yeah. want to be around me. So people hire me for me. Um, so it is who I am. But, you know, I'm like, ah, oh, it's not good enough for Food Network. So, you know, that kind of imposter syndrome creeps in all the time. Oh, my gosh. That's the imposter syndrome. That's the killer of dreams. I mean, that always comes yeah. back down to, to fear as well. And I'm, I'm over here going, are you kidding me? You're fantastic. This is so much fun yeah. seeing you. You're, I mean, on, on podcast, obviously you can't see our video here, but yeah, it's, it, it's fantastic. And you know, we found with you know clients we worked with, trying to be this person, trying to be this particular version of themselves, they think that's how I show up. That's how I get to this hairy, audacious goal. Yeah, but also the authenticity to be yourself. Do I, do I say the wrong words? Absolutely, I do. It's part of the charm. It's part of the, it's part of the personality. So they found that being able to lean in to, I called food the wrong things. I call this the wrong thing. I, I forget this sometimes. If you do that, oh my gosh, I can see you open up and just be more of you rather than I'm trying to be too perfect. Mm-hmm. I personally try to be too perfect. It work out well. It's too much to remember. I'm trying to be someone that I'm not rather than just being, ah, oh, I'm just myself. And sometimes mm -hmm. I can be an idiot. Sometimes I can forget stuff. But it makes you relatable. So does the Food yeah. Network need that? 
fuck yes, absolutely they need that version of you. And if they mm-hmm. don't want that version of you, tell them. Your people want that version of you. So it's right. how you can start to unlock that. So and I kind of pushed on discomfort area because things are great. You're having a great old time. Life is good and it's expanding. But that fear of not being able to show up authentically mm-hmm. as yourself, killer of dreams, that time, that belief that you, if, if, if I grow, then I won't have time for this. Who made that rule up? I hate that belief mm-hmm. that if I expand, if I take on more, it's just going to take more of my time. Um, and maybe you've seen it before. Maybe you've proved yourself right. But where did that, where is that coming from? Or is it your overanalyzing self coming through, trying to find, I need all the answers first before? Yeah. Well, it's funny you say that because I analyze yet I decided to just dive in to this business without having it all built. Yeah. And I did it twice. So I decided to dive into the personal chef world without having anything built. I was like, I'm going to, after I got over myself, after, you know, 48 years at the time of, you know, wanting to have a food business and not building one, I said, Fine, I'm doing it. I'm just going to do it. And I planned a launch party. That's how I built this business. I planned a launch party for a date that was a few months out. And I started telling people about it, inviting people. And I did not have a plan for, you know, all the things weren't in place because I feel like that's a big thing that people do. And I do it sometimes. And then sometimes I don't. So, but just going for it instead of having everything in place and having everything perfect. Like I didn't have the website. I didn't have all of the things I wanted to have. I'm like, let me just do it and see how it works. And that's what Mm -hmm. happened when I started the effortless kitchen. That's happened when happened when I just got into the the virtual world of cooking classes. I just I had from your no words, idea what I was doing. From what you were saying earlier, that, that could have pigeonholed yourself. If you'd have had that website, that structure set at the start, you may have, I have to deliver this. It's now, mm-hmm. it's on the web. I'm legally obliged to be that person and make that work. And if I don't, I'm a yeah. failure. So doing it in your way is beautiful. You, I wrote down, you've, so it was a, you did a launch party. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at this saying, huh, how about now you do a you party? What can you do following and leveraging exactly what you know and the success that you've had to find out, oh, crumbs, what, what do I want? Forget all that rubbish about it's going to add more time. It may not. It may take less time. Forget the fact that you know, then you don't need to be a particular person or you can't shop in a particular way. The hell with that? What if you did a you party to work out exactly what you wanted? And a, like with other people or by myself? I think this is <laughs> I think this is the beauty of it because you know your biggest question to scale or not, there's reasons why you're, you want the family life, you want the balance, you don't want to overwork yourself, you don't want to burn out, you want to enjoy what you do. You've got all these fears and negativity towards scaling. I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I'm just saying they're there. Mm-hmm. So you get to choose the way that you want. So many people say, here's how you scale. Here's what you should do. Here's what you need yeah. to do next. And it's like, oh, hold on. Yeah. 
hold on, what what do I want? So do a you party to find out what is that? You can do it on your own. You can do it with every single person in the world. You get to choose. I think at the point where you're being, your choices are controlled by something, then you can look at what is that fear that's controlling that. Mm. You are always at choice. And it's big and it's scary, especially when things are comfortable. Mm-hmm. Fear of success, fear of falling down and losing what you've got. Oh my gosh, that is a the crossroad from hell, right? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I mean, it boils down to a lot of, um, you know, imposter syndrome, fear of being people not trusting me people saying whatever they're gonna say but i i mean i've already seen some of that stuff you know you put yourself out there on tiktok and there's a lot of negativity that comes from that and you know i was sharing videos of uh, on instagram of how to cut vegetables and i discarded a little bit of of the leek oh my god i mean what are you doing you have no idea how to cook you say you you teach classes i was like oh gosh, people like get a life, right? Like you're like busy criticizing me, but um, I know what I have to offer. So now there is a beautiful place to hold the emotional immunity of, yeah, I, I know what I do, but it is true. I mean, so whilst you, I think logically you get that, yeah, you raise it. It's still tough. The, the, the hates, the visibility that you have, if you continue to grow and you are still the face, oh my gosh. Yeah. And some people will coach through, okay, here's, here's what it means. Let's logic your way out of this. It's going to happen. It's more about, it says more about them than it is about you. And that holds good space. That does help. However, I like to cut through even more and say, yes, let's review every single fear that you have. Yeah, there is going to be hate. Yes, there are going to be comments. It is going to happen. Let's not hide from it. Mm-hmm. It's going to come your way. Cool. Now we've established that. How do you manage yourself through this with your personality, with humor, with, with love and curiosity and focusing on who you do serve, what you are doing? Right. Yeah. And a lot of people say, and I, I do believe it, you know, the, the, when you start getting noticed, and there's comments like that, it's a sign of success that you've gotten more exposure. Um, Because before my videos would have 500 views. Now Uh it's up to 11,000, 15,000. And so out of those numbers of people, there's gonna be something that comes your way that you're like, whatever. Yeah, (laughs) you're not my person. The logic is you're gonna get more. It's a sign of success. Again, great statements. Mm-hmm. But we're emotional human beings with neurochemicals right. and brain waves, and it controls what we do. So all that logic is like, that means nothing because I feel this. It's how we manage ourselves through the process. So mm-hmm. that cannot be discounted. I'm not saying mm-hmm. you are, but we need to make sure that all these affirmations and statements and, and, and advice, there is the, the full picture. Mm-hmm. It can be tough. You're an entrepreneur. It's always a roller coaster. Yeah. And we don't make dumb decisions from the wrong emotional state, from the wrong emotional place, right? Right, right. No, I, I, I totally agree. 
I said it all, but yet there is the emotional side of it where you're like, oh, maybe I shouldn't have discarded that much leak. Well, I should have said that I use it in stock. Why didn't I say that? You know, all of those. Why am I questioning myself? Yeah, I can discard what I want to discard. Are you kidding me? Oh my gosh. Oh, well, Debbie, thank you so much for sharing behind the scenes of your business and sharing what, what you do and how you were able to, you know, pivot and change and find the right way for you. And I hope that you're able to find the right way for you moving forward in whatever expansion or non-expansion, you know, you want for yourself. So mm -hmm. thank you for sharing. Thank you. Thanks for the tough questions too. I was like, hmm, why am I doing that? Hey, you're so, so welcome. Look, if people want to find out more about you and maybe get involved in your sessions, where can they find you? I am theeffortlesskitchen.com. The T-H-E is really important to distinguish me from other businesses. So theeffortlesskitchen.com and on the website, and I think you guys will link it, there's an offer to a, um, a free recorded class and recipe from my potato leek soup with grilled cheese croutons which is a nice way to kind of get an intro to see kind of what I'm about and how I teach. Um, Cause you could do it at your leisure in your home and that will just come free to you to your email. Oh, love that. Everyone go grab that, go check it out. And again, Debbie, thank you so much for, for playing along and being with us today. Thank you so much. I really had a great time. Welcome. Hey Katie. Yeah, Mark. Wanna do an outro? I sure do. Sweet. Hey, thank you so, so much for listening and making it to the end. Yay, you. So what happens next? Uh, we ask them the things that podcasters are supposed to ask at the end of an episode. Can you please rate, review, download? Subscribe. Mm. Yeah. But why is it important? Because that's how our podcast gets noticed. That's how people find us. It is, and we want all their earballs. <laughs> all the earballs all over the place. We do. Nice. Yeah, so please do all those things. We'll be ever so grateful. And then more people hear your beautiful voice. Or yours. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See you next time. Bye.